Hi, hi. Good evening, listeners. I have a special guest with me today, Vanesh Naidu. Vanesh Naidu runs an organization called Safe Camps. I'm assuming it's about safety. It's about keeping us keeping us more safe and secure. Thank you, Vanesh. Thank you for your time today. Thanks, Rohit. Uh, it's a pleasure being on on your podcast. So, when is the first question? Let's kind of set the context up of the conversation. If you could introduce yourself, what does Safe Camps do in a in a in a in a in a very broad manner? Okay. Um, so, kind of a little bit about me first, I guess. Uh, I'm one of the founding members, so co-founder of the company, um, and. Um, I've spent about 14 years out in London working in a lot of the merchant banks out there. So part of what I was doing in the kind of merchant banks out there was looking after some of the fleet services out in Europe. So I got a lot of uh, kind of experience on how fleets out in Europe kind of work um, if they're falling into the not making enough money, the banks have to kind of step in to help them uh, make money. So that's kind of where I cut my teeth kind of um, on the fleet side uh, to say. So after about 14 years, and I decided to come to India, and I decided to move to Pune with my family. And that's when I said, okay, I, I've had enough of the corporate life. I want to try and do something. So kind of while I was in India, I was like, okay, looking for something that I could possibly do rather than just go and work for another bank. I thought, all right, let's see what I can do. And one of the first things I kind of noticed when driving in India compared to like Europe was how the traffic is. There's just... Uh, for me, I wasn't saying that I was not happy driving. I could drive, but what I was scared about is if somebody cut in front of me or there was a kind of accident, what was going to happen? So that's kind of where when I first thought, all right, uh, a camera would be an ideal thing. Because what I was very worried about is someone kind of jumps in front of me, I don't break or something like that, I hit him. Then he's going to turn around and he's going to blame me. Where it could actually be I'm following the rules and I'm actually in the right. So that's kind of when I thought, all right, I've seen that dash cams in the UK, I've used it there, but I was then looking for a dash camera in India. And I actually wasn't able to find anything uh, at that point in time when I first came in. So it ended up I'm having me, to, I had to import it from the UK. And that's what got me thinking, hold on a sec, there's actually quite a large market here because, and I started researching a lot more. And India, unfortunately, has one of the largest death rates on the roads. So that's kind of where I said, okay, hold on there. You know, the poor, poor driving habits, people not following rules. This is a very, we need to try and do something about it, right? And if for India to kind of progress, we need to have better road systems. We need to be able to follow things. And we'll find that the GDP also, I mean, you know, look at any country, right? Once the roads, once the infrastructure is put in place and people start following it well, then the growth comes with it. And I mean, we've actually seen it now, right? With the highways and things coming in, India's growth about, you know, delivery and movement of goods. It's becoming very fast and it's growing very quickly. So that's kind of where I said, all right, you know what? The logistics side over here hasn't got the level of, you know, cameras, the tracking and the AI around it. So that's when I said, all right, let me have a look at that. But first I went into the consumer side and I said, all right, let's have a look at what dash cameras we can get for private owners. And let's try and look at what we can do over here. So kind of what I tried to do initially was uh, I 
chopped and changed certain things in the dash camera to try and fit it for uh, Indian roads. When I say kind of Indian road conditions, what we're looking at is kind of higher heat variables because the um, the cars get a lot hotter here. It's a hotter country. Then we also had a look at like low light sensors and also the angle of the lens. So a very wide angle lens to capture everything that's happening in front of you. So these were all the type of things that we looked at. And then we kind of settled on certain pieces that we said, all right, from a price point of view, this could actually be working here in India. And that's kind of how safe cams came about. And we then kind of launched one or two uh, models. And then this year we've launched our second range of models. So that was kind of on the um, consumer side. Then on the, where I call the fleet side, where, um, where we look at larger companies that own a lot of vehicles, we started then moving on to the 4G camera. So when we say 4G, these are connected to the 4G network. So then they give you live streaming, live tracking. So it gives the um, owners of the vehicles or the operational teams a very good view of where their fleets are, what's happening to them and how um, they can utilize a lot of the data that they're gathering to become more efficient. So kind of that's how SafeCams kind of started. Interesting. And I want to just ask, how has consumer market, how has individual consumer taken up to the, the SafeCams? So I think initially, uh, we have to educate the consumer because uh, there are certain car enthusiasts that know exactly what a dash cam is then it's very easy for us and they like that this device is made in india so uh, you know compared to some of the chinese brands uh, at least now they have something that they can at least compare to and it's close enough to what some of the chinese competitors are doing but it's an indian brand so when we talk to people and when we educate them, we definitely see like this light bulb go off, like, yes, this is something that we could definitely use in our car. So the market is definitely growing. I mean, it's nowhere close to what overseas markets are, but I would say that it'll be similar to how CCTV came out in India. When it first came out, no one really wanted to know about it. Why do you need cameras type of thing? And now there's cameras everywhere. So I would say that as India's, um, auto industry increases, we will definitely start seeing more and more cameras in these vehicles because, again, as accidents happen, we need to be able to know what's happened, how we can solve these problems and how we can teach people how not to make those mistakes. So whatever little and you can pardon me for my ignorance. Uh, uh, this the dash cams uh, and we've only seen that in in various movies various videos that we've, we've gotten access to uh, are there are there particular advantages that this offers apart from like you said in 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 accidents in in and considering india has the highest death rates death rate in terms of accidental death on road what are the other benefits that that consumers should look at? Um, so what we've had now is a lot of the times think people think that the dash cam is only for a moving vehicle. So when your car is moving, if something's happening, but actually with our new hardwire kits that we install, we can actually have the car parked off. And if something happens to your car, it can actually record what's happening. So it actually kind of acts like a parking guard when things are not there. And 
what we are now seeing is the technology is now coming through where we have um, a thing called a driver state monitor and forward collision warning services. So these sort of algorithms can actually start running on some of the uh, consumer dash cams now. So what they can actually do is they can actually start preventing accidents. So where the dash cam as a camera can't prevent an accident, it can record what's happening. But as the technology starts moving on, it'll become a preventative measure. And that's when we will really start seeing uh, the safety aspects start coming through in, uh, you know, nearly immediately. Like how you say safety belts and how uh, kind of ABS braking has come in. We're looking at the DSM and the forward collision warning type of systems as the next big breakthrough. Because, you know, we haven't got self-driving cars right now, but these are the, you know, these are the type of uh, in-between uh, type of uh, technology that's going to be able to be fitted onto a normal car and give you that level of safety. So, yeah. So stay, staying on this, uh, mm -hmm. the, the self-driven cars, etc. And I know, uh, uh, I think Tesla, Ford have been testing these once self-driven cars and, and using a lot of dashcam data to analyze it, to work on speed and, and uh, roadblocks and and and, ha and 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 some accidents have also happened which has which have been you know plastered all over uh, the media now uh, i'm sure you've been speaking with a lot of lot of authorities lot of lot of uh, police maybe here in india what has been the general sense where do they stand and do you see the acceptability and the acceptance of 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 dash cams becoming a regular feature in automobiles maybe one year two years down the line that do you see that kind of future especially in indian context uh yes so one of the co contracts we won was a smart city the kalyani dombeveli smart city so we are actually the first company to install dash cameras in the police vehicles so even the police are now realizing that chalans all of these things can now be issued of video footage so there is definitely an acceptance coming through from the police now. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still in its infant stage, but I think it'll, it'll come very quickly. Well, once they see the benefits, they will start putting this on. So we were the first uh, in Maharashtra, the Dombeveri Smart City is the first uh, lot of vehicles the police will have uh, dash cameras uh, fitted to. So yeah, so I think the police will come round. Right. And, and um, it, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, no, the other one that I was just looking at is um, I was just trying to make uh, one of the things that I saw quite good was in the UK, where the police actually, if there's an incident, they actually ask people for their dash cam footage. So as India gets better and better at things, we will find that just like in a CCTV where they'll ask a shopkeeper or something, they'll say that an incident occurred at this point and at this time. And if you have the dash cam footage, please forward it to us and they even have a portal out there so these sort of things are definitely coming and as concerned citizens you'll have private people that are then able to send that information through and they can then use their algorithms and their uh, software on that data at the video and we'll be able to catch crooks and, and and see exactly what is happening so i think that level will slowly get there so uh, can we say uh, and, and Maybe India does not have an empirical evidence to it, but but dash cams are becoming super intelligent as we go along with a lot of inter, lot of technology being now woven into them. Yes, so I guess as we see five G and Internet of Things slowly getting more and more prevalent, we will definitely see that. So uh, the other device we have is a driver state monitor. 
So we've tested this out in Kuwait and in India. And this device will be able to pick up within two to three seconds if a driver is falling asleep. So what it's actually doing is the algorithm through the camera, the video stream, it will look at it, it will pick up that the eyes, the mouth, and it will look at gestures. So what's good with these cameras is they're always on, they're always working. So th this camera is able to pick up if the driver is not paying attention to the road directly. So within three seconds of him looking away, you know, using a mobile phone or anything like that, it picks it up, it will alert him. And it'll also, because it's connected to the 4G, we'll be able to tell the control center, look, the driver's not paying attention. So already we definitely have a lot of this technology. And as you said, like with this sort of level, we can build our cameras that could also then talk directly to other sensors in the vehicle. So your car can then, you know, if it's connected to the OBD, OBC connectors and things like that, it can actually tell you all the status of the car immediately. So these things are definitely coming and with more and more sensors and the ability to interconnect and inter talk to each other, we can definitely have a lot more things coming through. So from tire pressure sensors, fuel sensors, you know, for cold storage trucks, we could have temperature sensors and all of these things will be able to talk to a central device on the vehicle, on the truck, and that will be relayed uh, to a central point, which can then look through it. So we definitely, yes, I mean, there's a lot of data that can be given and can be obtained. And then it's running the right algorithms on this data to be able to get you the information you require and then to give you the decisions you need to make based thereon. So we already definitely are seeing it right now. And I think I think in Europe, they're going to make the DSM and the forward collision warning standard on all new cars. I think in 2024, or 2026, depending when they pass it. So we will definitely see India slowly moving towards that. Wow. So, so if you were to say, let's say, uh, be fine, and and you got you have to kind of crystal gaze. What are the top two, three, you know, technology, you know, innovations and invasions that you see happening now? So, like you, you just spoke about predictive AI, which which senses the fatigue of the driver and 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 alerts the. Are there are there more use cases that you have seen, which uh, which can which can be of help to society at large um so like what we're seeing especially kind of with smart cities and things like that right we'll be able to then have more connected devices so within a smart city environment they can be able to track traffic and then the traffic will be able to have better lights so we'll be able to notice how how, how busy certain times the roads are and we will be able to change traffic. So a simple thing like making traffic easier flowing through a city. So as smart cities come up and we're able to collect more and more data, I think that's where it's going to start coming and becoming to its fore is that using that large amount of data to then make predictions and be able to then start making life easier. So simple things like maybe pollution when cars need to actually need to um, you know, these are small sensors that you can put on anything. So you can actually have these sensors. They can be very quick to see. Um, I mean, pick up for pollution. They'll be able to be able to pick up if the engine is not functioning well, if the fuel is not being used well. So all of these things that kind of within the car, but then talking to kind of a central unit and then being put through and then compared. So let's say if we have a fleet of only uh, Leyland, Ashok Leyland trucks, we'll be able to then look at this fleet of trucks and we'll be able to pick up which ones are not performing well enough and then find out which ones, why aren't they performing? Is it driver? Is it the actual vehicle? So 
it's using the data well, but also I would see a lot of sensors kind of being used with IoT. And then once 5G starts coming across, I think your smart cities and the smart way of doing things will start coming through because we'll start having a lot of that data. And then you also have the video, right? So, I mean, we were talking about, um, you know, you have forward collision warning. What about traffic lights? You know, will camera, because the cameras will be able to pick up what's green, what's red. So, you know, we could actually start looking further than just a forward collision warning, but then also telling you, you know, there's a red light, stop. There's something else in front of you. So we could start doing that. And then also we can then start looking 360 around the car rather than just only front and back, we'll then be able to have this. So reversing things, I mean, you already have kind of reverse cameras, but um, these are sort of things that, you know, side blind spots, these sort of cameras will slowly start uh, coming through. So it's getting the video, but it's also then putting the data together and consolidating it where I see that uh, in the future, that's where it's gonna start coming through quite and working well. I think already, uh, in uh, one of the cities, um, what they've got is uh, the buses and stuff working. They will pick up if a vehicle has been stranded or is on the side of the road. So the AI is able to pick that up and then send a message, alert the message to the central station, and they will then send a breakdown uh, vehicle to go and pick it up. So we're actually getting to the point where uh, a lot of the stock standard things, you could actually have the computer do that type of work for you. So looks like looks like black box will have a competition soon. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so yeah, and, it's coming up. <laughs> and and how does this function? So all this data gets stored in cloud real time. I'm assuming. And so, and so mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm just kind of asking. So so mm -hmm. from a from a perspective, who pays for it? So will these be? Uh, uh, subscription-driven products, as we as we have in in various uh, uh, in various, will it be like a Netflix of 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 dashcam? So I, I got to pay for data and 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 so on and so forth. How does the price modeling works in global market, and where do you see? Um, so far, yes, it's moving towards a subscription type model because, uh, as you say, with the cloud and with so much of data, because what you understand is, a video is very costly to stream. So I, I get you've got the Netflix and stuff, but um, they can buffer, they can do all of these things. Where if you want live, live streaming immediately from any vehicle, unfortunately, you'll have to pay the carrier. So either for 4G uh, carrier, so your costs are there because there'll be data that's being moved across. Um, and what we then try and do is we try and use more of an exception-based management system right now. So we don't try and upload all the video. We do a video stream at a much lower bit rate. And on the cameras themselves, we have the uh, chipsets that are doing all the hard work. So like the driver state monitor, the, uh, the hard work is actually being done by the camera itself. So what's being sent through to the cloud is the alerts, the 10 second video clips. So for right now with 4G, but I guess as 5G and stuff start coming further and further, they'll be able to stream more video through. So. Definitely, I think it'll be kind of a pay-as-you-go type of thing where you pay for your subscription, you get so much data, and depending on that data. And also, like if you look at it, like the police and things like that, where, um, where privacy and knowing that all Indian data stays in India, uh, the police were building their own service. So don't get me wrong, you'll find that certain smart cities, certain areas might have, want their own service. So there'll be an upfront cost, but then they, they can have full control over it and the privacy around it. 
So, um, you know, I guess the other one that we saw was um, a bus company asking us for cameras and using AI to detect if there was any uh, unidentified baggage. So we were looking at trying to build uh, the cameras so that in case there's a bomb or anything like that, if someone gets up and there's a, a bag left unattended, to be able to pick up some of these things. So, yeah, it's definitely some of the stuff out there is uh, some of the guys are asking for some technically a bit harder, but yeah, it, it keeps us busy. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure you're making the future very safe. My last question is, uh, is the is two-wheeler as a category also being included in, 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 in dash cams uh, across any, any other country? Because India predominantly is a is more two wheeler driven economy rather than than four wheeler so so what are the what are your thoughts there so we already did <laughs> we did uh, come up with a two wheeler uh, camera for the front and the back which co which connects directly to the battery of the bike the problem is kind of cost right now because what happens is we have to have it waterproofed so the camera, so the dash cam, when we put in a car, we don't have to worry so much, right? It, it's um, 55, 65 rated, right? But as soon as, as we get to the bikes, we've got the problem of water. So we've got to kind of uh, waterproof the whole thing, so 67. So that's where it becomes a little bit more expensive. But we definitely did have a look at it. Uh, the guys were quite happy. Uh, we got a few guys to test our thing out. They were very happy with it. And what they liked kind of if you had the four, kind of 4G thing is that um, you'd have the GPS tracking. And if there's an accident or something, because again, you've got a gyroscope on, on most of the cameras. So if it feels that the bike has fallen over or something, it could actually alert a loved one to say that, look, there's a possible accident. So we were also looking at that sort of things on there. But what kind of held us back a little bit is the cost right now for India. So I think uh, as the brand gets a bit better, maybe we will then uh, launch that again and then we'll look at it. But we definitely have looked at it. It's just the kind of costing right now where, for let's put it this way, if you've got a 10 lakh vehicle, 15,000 is not going to be a lot to spend. But if you only got a hundred thousand, you know, bike, and you tell someone, okay, you've got to spend fifteen thousand on this, he's going to be a little bit more hesitant to, to put it. But we have definitely looked at bikes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just the costing right now uh, on on how we can do it. Right. So th so thank you for for spending your time with us. Uh, I did not, for a minute, thought this was your first interaction. And I look forward to interact with you more often. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Thank you.